Hello, hello, everybody. What is going on? It is Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Bossly or the People's Mentor. And I am thrilled to have you on this podcast today. As always, if you know you're going to get value or if you are fired up as well, make sure you screenshot this, put it in your Instagram story, your Facebook story, wherever you really feel like you need to. And this kind of content is free 99. There are currently no ads running on this podcast. And if you want to keep it that way, I need you to make sure that you are sharing this to your people, letting them know. I need you to subscribe. I need you to leave reviews. I need you to let all of the network marketing profession in the world in general know how good the People's Mentor Podcast is because of people like this woman I have on here today to share with you. Now, I have been stingy with my podcasting goodness. I have not unleashed this beast on you all yet, and I really feel stingy with my goodness, and that's why I'm allowing you to be blessed by her. No, but seriously, <laughs> y'all, listen, I hope your car is parked. I hope you are I hope you are quarantined for this one, all right? Because you need to take notes, lots and lots and lots of notes. She is, I mean, she's one of my favorite humans, which I don't even feel bad about saying anymore. I'm not apologizing for my truth, okay? I'm living my truth right now. My authentic 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 truth I'm going to be have authenticity around this conversation but I have the one and only Brittany Anderson hashtag BA boss babe on the line for you guys today and you are seriously in for a treat she and I met uh we we actually knew of each other however many years ago this was my god I don't know we're getting old we're getting up there eight nine years ago we were in a direct sales company my first direct sales company we were in this company together now she might tell you about some of her failed businesses in the past that have led her to success but nine years ago we were in the same company uh not the same team nothing of that sort. I went through an acquisition and joined along with another company. She did not follow through in the acquisition because she didn't really have a business to begin with. She was just kind of in the company. Uh, and then she joined me in my first network marketing company a little over four years ago, four and a half, about four years ago. And she could sell, but she could not recruit a soul. Oh, God, it was so, I mean, oh, it's just one of those people you just want her to win, and she just was not winning. It was frustrating. And uh, so, but she could sell. She could sell, and she was a little fireball, super rough around the edges, but tons of potential. So some of you can probably relate to that, and you're going to really love this podcast. So then she joined me uh, here in our current company, and she by far was one of the fastest-growing leaders. She is one of the fastest growing leaders. She has one of the biggest paychecks. I know how much money this woman makes. And she, I mean, I can't make any income claims on here. But y'all, I would promise you, you would trade your income to, uh, to have her. She's an absolute fireball. She's also coincidentally, how funny is this? She's like our team's top recruiter. This is crazy how you go from recruiting no humans to being an absolute rock star recruiter and finding your people, which is one of the things she's going to talk about today. Um, she's also a mama of two beautiful little girls. She has an incredibly supportive husband that she actually retired, brought home, and now he has a different job where he he's probably within reaching distance right now of her as she sits at her desk. She's nodding her head, so <laughs> the answer is yes. Um, but she also is, is very, very loyal to her family. So her mother is very near and dear to her heart. She actually bought her mother a house. She got her husband his dream Tesla. She drives a free Jeep. She, I mean, I'm just telling you, the life has changed for Brittany Anderson since being part of this organization. And I just cannot wait for her to just pour into you. She 
is just as energetic as I am, which is why I want you to make sure the car is in park or you are not doing anything hazardous because it could get a little aggressive. But Brittany is going to rip for the next however long she wants to. The whole thing's going to be great. And I'm, I'm excited to learn from her as well. She's going to tell you all about being authentic and that allowing you to truly find your tribe and because you're more comfortable in your business, creating consistency in everything you do. So you're really in for a treat today. I hope you've already screenshot this and put it in your stories that you're fired up and excited. I'm excited. I love this woman with all of my heart. I would do a lot of crazy things for her. And uh, you are an absolute gem and an important part of this organization does not even cover it. So Brittany Anderson, are you there, my friend? I am here. I might be blushing a little bit, but I am here. That was the best edification I've ever had in all of my life. So thank you so much for that. Um, obviously super blessed and honored to be here, not only running with you in business, but even just on this podcast. I know there are like millions of y'all out there that are just obsessed with this podcast. So to even be invited here was, uh, definitely a blessing and honor for me to be here. Cool. So I know you probably have a ton of tips on this because this is something you are just incredible at. You have a team that loves you fiercely fiercely and I know that probably stems from that authenticity can you talk to us maybe about some things you've done in the past that did not work and then as you stepped into your authenticity you started to have your business moving in directions that you wanted to see it yes absolutely um so I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with um personality colors but I um, and by nature, a bright, 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 bright red, which means I love competition. I love winning. Um, I just love being seen and recognized and just accomplishments, all of those types of things. Um, and so for a lot of people, that is a strength, but that also can be a weakness and a hinder in your business as well. So for me, I thought that everybody wanted to win. Everybody wanted everything to be a competition. Everybody wanted to be first place. And I started to, um, when I was first um, working with people, I started to project my goals onto other people. Okay. This is a big no, no, it does not work well. Okay. I started to assume that everybody wanted to make $10,000 a month. Everybody wanted to earn six figures. Everyone wanted to be number one, on all the charts and do all the things and make all the impact. And I started to, um, push people away who had been attracted to my personality and my energy and my heart by pushing my goals onto them. Um, so even though I was read by nature, I still had to figure out along the journey and along the way of how do you love on people through the process? How do you keep your goals as part of yourself, but also help other people get to their goals in order to make your goals achievable? Um, and so it was a it was a huge realization that I had, but it wasn't until I pushed away a lot of good people in my organization before I had the realization of what was happening or before I started reaching out, you know, to Jesse Lee of like, what am I doing? What is happening? These people were so excited to come in and they're just disappearing and they're whatever else. And it was all part of the, the learning curve. So if you are, if you're getting leadership tips on how to run an organization before you have a team, I would pay a lot of money to have switched places with you, okay? Because I had to fall flat on my face and I had to push away a lot of good people and I had to make a lot of embarrassing mistakes when I already had people following me, when I already had an organization because I had never had an organization before and it was kind of like 
not an overnight thing, but a lot of people joined from, from nothing. And so I had to learn how to lead people and I had to learn how to be my authentic self when I already had people that were following me. So I wasn't just falling on my face or making mistakes or doing these things like by myself as a team of one, I was doing it in front of other people that I was trying to be a role model for. Um, so really just kind of having to stumble through and be willing to fail faster to figure out why am I actually here? Am I here because I want to push my goals onto other people? No, I'm here because I see the greatness in other people and I want to pull that out of them. And so by me pushing my goals on them, it was doing the exact opposite. It was taking away what power they felt they already had or the goodness that they thought they already had um, or whatever else it may be. And so I, I had to realize throughout the process that your goals are not everybody's goals, but you can help everybody achieve their goals if you're willing to sit back and actually listen to what their goals are and figure out a plan based on their goals and their time as to how you guys can reach your level of success, whatever that looks like to you through being your authentic self. Um, and so sometimes your authentic, your authenticity is always your biggest power, but at points it can also be one of your biggest challenges that you have to overcome as well. So I love this. So that was so powerful. I already literally have a whole page of notes, like not even exaggerating. So if you weren't taking notes during that, beep, beep, back the podcast up and restart it over again, all the way at the top with how I told, I warned you to park the car. I warned you and some of you kept driving. Pull over. All right. So let's go through a couple of these things because I, I want to clarify something. So, and I kind of want to back it up because one thing I want people to know is you used, you said it seemed like an overnight success, but it wasn't. Are you like a seven year overnight success, eight year, nine year, 12? Like talk to me about these. She's nodding really hard, by the way, guys, her head almost <laughs> fell off. Okay. So how many failures are, are under your belt? Things that you would consider a failure anyway. How, how many times have you felt defeated? How many times have you felt like you are not understood? How many times have you felt discouraged? Um, not in, in the current, you know, and I mean, I'm sure you could say 10,000 in the current business as well, but right. in the past that led you to where you are going today. Um, I, there's not even a number. I could, I couldn't even put a number on it to be completely honest with you. Um, even my, my failures in business, like I started working, my first job was working at McDonald's at 14. Um, I mean, I had babysitting jobs before that, even that I'm sure I failed, made mistakes, probably fed the kids things I shouldn't have, whatever else it may be. But the success that we are seeing now started when I started my first job. If I hadn't had all of those jobs along the way, if I hadn't had all of those different bosses that led me in different ways, though all of those jobs, all of the ways that the manager spoke to people, all of those types of things, they are all part of who I am today. Like my mom was my first example for me. But if you don't think a bad manager affects how you lead people in the future, you're sadly mistaken. So even the good, the bad, the ugly about every single part of those jobs is why our organization is as successful as we are today because of the falling on the face, because of showing up late to a job and getting the repercussions because of, you know, making easy excuses as to why you're not going to show up to work. And then it affects your paycheck. Like all of those little lessons and failures and everything 
along the way, it's to some people who follow your journey, they don't see the backside of things, especially building on social media. They don't see anything that happens behind the scenes. They don't see the messages. They don't see the relationships. They don't see the tasks. They don't see the daily activities that you're doing, what you're doing to get uncomfortable every day. The only way for people to see that is if you share that with them. And honestly, it's impossible to share every single failure or hiccup or challenge or obstacle or whatever else, because there wouldn't be any time to show all the goodness. Um, so even somebody who you can think of is an overnight success in your eyes. I promise you they have been hustling and grinding and sacrificing and finding their true authentic self for 10, 20, 30 years plus behind the scenes. Yeah, I love you say that. And um, I just posted something in our customer group, actually, that I just, it kind of brings us all full circle to me. This, I know, like, a lot of people are listening to these because we're quarantined. Self-quarantining and all this stuff. Sorry, by the way, if that was a weird gap. Uh, good old sponsor Lisa Grossman calling for God knows what. Okay, um, so, so... And now I totally forget what I, what I was even saying. Oh yeah, this is an opportunity to get to know yourself. Like that's how I feel about this. For a lot of people, they haven't been still in how long, you know? They haven't even gotten to know themselves. You know, they've spent so much time as the employee or as just mom, wife, whatever. I was just coaching our beloved Angela Musco actually today. And I said, have you made your what if list of, of 50 things? And she said, oh yeah. And she's saying like, what if I gave my mom a new car or my mom a new house? And then she said all this stuff for other people. And then I said, okay, stop. Like, Give me more than that. Like, let's say you had $10 million. You got the house, you got the car for Mo, then what? And she says, well, I guess I'd buy my mom new teeth. I said, just stop. Like, what does Angela want? And I love it because, of course, she's part of your organization, a very large leader in your organization. And it's like, take the time to get still right now. Take the time to do what Brittany is saying, which is get to know yourself. She talked about all of the messes in her life. And I think sometimes we need to remember that the, the messes are sending us messages and all of this stuff that's gone on in Brittany's life. It started back when she had jobs, like she said, and actually I know Brittany, it started way earlier than that. It started with the relationship in her home, in her family life as a very young girl, all of these things she has identified through personal development and becoming who she is today in her authentic self. She's becoming that best version of herself because she's realizing all of these things in her life have happened for her and not to her. So I love all of that. So you said you fall in flat on your face. I just want to ask a quick clarifying question. You mentioned, um, you know, you've pushed really good people away. You said you've, you've lost a lot of really good leaders and you've, you've done a lot of things where people who could have just been great, uh, they're gone. So my, there's probably people on here who are thinking to themselves, Oh my God, like that's me. Like I have, I ruined my organization. What do I need to do? So if you just want to speak to, is it, is it too late? Is it not too late? Uh, what, how, how can they do it? How can they find their tribe again? Uh, what should they do in situations where maybe they're feeling a little defeated? For sure. Um, so for me, it's never too late to do anything. Um, mm, I like that. Write that down, people. <laughs> it's never too late to do anything. I love that. Um, I think one of my biggest things, too, is you can always find new people, but the healing has to start within yourself. Ooh, child, stop it. <laughs> Write it down. The healing has to start within yourself. Oh, hold on. Say it again, Brittany. Say it for the people.
people in the back who didn't park the car. The healing always has to start within yourself. Like you can't begin to forgive other people for things that they have done to you or made you feel until you forgive yourself for allowing it to happen. No, you can't control what people do to you, but the power that you let those actions have over you, that is your responsibility. So until you begin to heal and forgive yourself for the things that you feel guilty for and you take responsibility for, whether it's your responsibility to take or not, some of us are taking on responsibilities that may not even be our own, but you still have to forgive yourself for that and begin that healing process. And once you begin that healing process, then you're more open and available to go back to those people and not even ask them to rejoin your business or to whatever else, but to ask them to forgive you for, for the way you treated them or just say, Hey, I have realized, you know, over my personal development and self-awareness and self-exploration over the past six months that I was not the easiest person to work with, or I was not the most coachable person, or I was not the most open and understanding person that I could have been and that you deserve to have as your leader, whatever it may be, whatever you, um, whatever way you feel like you didn't treat them to what they deserved or what their expectations were is take ownership of that and be willing to, to make that apology, to begin to heal that relationship. Even if it's from a distance, even if they just say, I forgive you and that's it. Like you can then begin to move forward with your life, knowing that you have healed what you needed to. And you've also, you know, taken ownership of those past relationships that you have pushed people away from. Oh, I love that. Um, And you said you can't control what people do to you. And I think people need to hear that. And you didn't say this part, but this is how my brain heard it. Like people have heard the people's mentor. They know this is what my brain does. Okay. You can control how you respond. And I, and that's, so that's, that's the thought, right? So you can't control what people do to you. You can control how you respond. And I will tell you, and I, Brittany is going to love and hate me for saying this, but I know, I know she seems like, and she is an absolute walking goddess. Okay. I mean, she's unbelievable what I did in my past to attract and be able to train and lead and mentor such an incredible woman. I don't know, but God bless it. She, I, I've, I've said it quite a few times. She's heard me say it and, but that's, she's already like, Oh God, I know what you're going to say. But like, she was a hot mess a few years ago. She's nodding. I know you can't see her. She was so tumultuous. There would be times she would text me and Brittany texts me more than anybody in our organization. And I would look at that phone and be like, I saw that a message rolled in from Brittany Anderson and I am not in a mental state right now to open that because I know she's complaining. I know something's pissing her off. I know she's mad at the world. I know she hates her business. I know she's mad. She's under this psychopath from Florida. I know all of these things like, oh God, she's laughing so hard right now. I really wish you could see her face. Like she was, it was Brittany against the world. Not that long ago. And so you hear this extremely well-developed leader who develops and gets better every single day. I literally, she's like the bamboo, boo, bamboo plant behind me. I'm telling you, it's like, I, I can, I can stare at her long enough and I watch her grow. It's so cool. She grows a centimeter a day, guys. Like unbelievable. 
But so many of you have to understand that concept she just said, which is you can't control what people do to you. You can control how you respond because I could say that over and over and over and over and over again to her. And until she believed it, she was stunting her own growth. She was stopping her own authenticity. She wasn't stepping into her Brittany Anderson. She was morphing into and, you know, kind of testing out personalities for size and as she decided to forgive, not necessarily forget, I mean, we're all, we're not all Gandhi, okay? But forgive what people in her past had done to her. That is when she truly started to rise. And I love the directive she gave you of just, you know, reach out to people. Don't be, don't be too big of a person to apologize. Like, that's crazy. And sometimes you think people in your organization are mad at you. They're probably not. That's our ego coming back in. And so I thought that was super, super powerful. All right, so sorry, you were in a thought and then I stopped. Actually, 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 let me let me stop. I'm gonna start a new contest starting on this this one. Are you all ready? Are you ready for this, Brittany? I'm ready. Because you're gonna be person number one. So I'm gonna start spelling out a word every day on the podcast. Every day there's gonna be a letter. And then whoever <laughs> listens to every single podcast and spells out the word, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, okay? Uh, there's going to be a big prize at the end. First person to DM me with whatever the word is. So today's letter is C. So the letter C like cat, like Christopher, <laughs> like, like Chaturanga. What'd you say? I said consistency. Consistency. That's even better. So C like consistency. C like consistency. That is the letter of the day. We're spelling out a keyword. Write it down and make sure you are subscribed to this podcast because whoever spells out the word first, it's going to be a good prize. You can ask Brittany. I give out good gifts. Something yes. good will be coming to some of you in the mail. So, uh, or one of you, and then we're going to keep the, the letters rolling. So first letter is C. All right, keep going. So how... Give me some directive. How did you start to really find your tribe then? I think people want to know. Um, so I think finding your tribe really starts with finding yourself. And Ooh. so I think this is something that I really want to take a second to, to share with you guys. Because this was something that I didn't know I was going through at the time. I see it now that I'm looking back. So I know a lot of us, especially in this profession, talk about be authentic to yourself, be true to who you are, find your people. And there are some of y'all out there like, that's a great concept, but I have no idea who I am. Or maybe you don't even realize you don't know who you are. You have been trying so hard subconsciously, probably at this point, to fit into society's boxes, society's expectations of go to high school, go to college, get married, get a good job, get a good career. Like you've been fitting in society's boxes for so long that you don't even realize you're not who you want to be. Mm. Have no clue. Like if I said, write down 40 things of who you are, you wouldn't know. And you spend every single waking second with yourself. Like if the whole world disappears, you're the only one left with yourself and you couldn't give me 40 facts about yourself, 40 things that you enjoy, 40 things that you love, whatever else it may be, because you don't know who you are because you've been trying to fit into other molds for so long. So if you are currently in that spot where you don't know who your true authentic self is, like I said earlier, it's never too late to start. It's never too late to take the step back and figure out who you are, who you want to be, and what you want to be remembered as, mm. you know, after your last day on earth. Like, what do you want that legacy to be? And that only can begin to develop once you 
once you know who you are and you find out who you are step by step. Like for me, I didn't know who I was. Like I, I didn't realize I didn't know who I was, but I now looking back, I had no clue who I was, what I stood for, what mattered to me the most, what the big vision was, and just kind of who the Brittany behind the BA boss babe was. And so if that is currently your position, you will learn who you are day by day, simply through the awareness of, I want to know more about myself. Do you have any uh, exercises or something that you've done to try to start identifying who you are as a person? um, I think even just some of the things that I did is like, I kind of figured out who I was in front of an audience. Um, And and when you're doing that, when you're building a brand on social media, um, people will begin to go against what you're saying. Like, oh, that's not true. Or you shouldn't say that, or you shouldn't share that. Or they, they begin to kind of give you pushback a little bit. And to Mm -hmm. me, that was the best thing for me to figure out what I really stood for Mm. because people sometimes, um, when you grow up a certain way, everybody around you is that same way. So there's nobody to test you. There's nobody to kind of be that devil's advocate that you need in your life in order to grow as a person. If everybody around you thinks the exact same eight things, there's nobody to kind of play devil's advocate and be like, but why do you think that? Why do you believe that that's the way it should be? Why do you, whatever it may be. Um, And so growing a brand on social media was that devil's advocate that I needed in my life to figure out what thoughts of others I was regurgitating and what thoughts were actually like in my heart as to this is who I am and this is why. Um, So, I mean, building a brand on social media is a great exercise to figure out who you are. Um, But even just like in the own quiet of your space is I always suggest journaling for everybody. Mm. Just get your thoughts out of your head. But even just the awareness of like, who am I today? Like what matters to me the most? What are five things that I love? Like whatever you feel like you're most um, like off course about, or you're the most confused about is begin asking yourself questions of like, what matters to me? Like if everything in life disappeared, what are the top five things that I would beg to be back tomorrow? Hmm. Like figure out what actually matters to you, not what society says is supposed to matter to you, but like, what what are you actually passionate about? Like Jesse Lee always asks us, like if you had to stand up in front of a group of strangers and you had to just rip on something for 30 minutes, what is the first thing that would come to your mind? Like, That is following within your passion. Like if it's the first thing that comes to your mind, like your passion is ingrained into that topic more likely than not. So like just start finding those things that you really care about or that you like your energy changes when somebody talks about. I love Um, that. I love what you said. I hope everyone got that. Write down the top five things you'd beg to have back because those are things that you're actually passionate about. If the world went away, like you were saying, I think that's so strong. Um, Something else I really loved you said, you mentioned you know, what are you, what are you playing for? And I think too many people in this day and age, they just, they get obsessed, right? With, uh, I guess being seen really, you know, instead of, uh, actual legacy. And I heard this on a podcast. I don't remember who said it. And I don't remember what the two differentiators were, but I remember they were saying, are you playing for your funeral and how people remember you 
Or are you playing for today's clout? They didn't call it clout, but it's the only word I can really think of. And so that's a really good thing to ask yourself because then you really start understanding like, how do I want people to actually see me? Like what is actually important to me? What, what kinds of different things are actually making me the person that I am? So I really think that that's super, super powerful. And I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with that actually. I love that a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't remember if it was you or not. Somebody was talking about, I, I'm pretty sure it was you trying on personalities you see and seeing what fits. Could you, could you talk about that? Because when you coached, I don't remember who you were coaching. I just heard it. Um, you were talking about team training or something. I don't know, but wherever you said it, people need to hear it. So can you please say and explain this whole trying personalities on for size, seeing what fits and then helping create your own brand? Yeah. So, um, for me, like I said, when I first started this journey, I had, I didn't really know who I was. Like I had always been very talkative as a kid. I was loud as a kid, but I was also like almost bullied for who I was. Like, why are you so loud? Why are you talking so much? Why are you so all of these things? So like, I had been suppressing that for so long that I was like, I don't know if that's even me or whatever else it may be. And so when I found you, Jesse Lee, the biggest thing that drew me in was that I could instantly tell that you were 100% your authentic self. Like you just embraced all of it. Like you were talking loud, you were talking fast, you were energetic, your hands were all over the place. And I'm like, it almost was like a drawback memory of like, that's who I was as a kid. Like I was the loud, the crazy, the fun, the energetic, like you had to see me because I was just all over the place. And it was kind of like, I, I don't even know who that part of me is anymore. Mm. And so like, I felt an instant connection with that authenticity and that it, it reminded me of who I was as a kid. Mm. So in order for me to help kind of piece all together, back together, those like missing parts of me is what I did is I tried on your personality for size basically. And so I, I would try, like I would, um, kind of feel out the the phrases that you would say, the words that you would say, the, you know, whatever, like the directives that you would give on your lives, all of these different types of things. And you have to kind of try them on for size, almost like I'm trying to find the perfect fit of an outfit. Like, oh, this one feels okay, but it's a little bit snug in the arms. So like you take, you start taking pieces of other people to kind of recollect who you were always meant to be. Mm. So it's not like, Oh, I'm going to become a carbon copy of Jesse Lee, but there are parts of me that my new followers would be like, Oh my gosh, this girl acts just like you. And I'm like, actually it's the other way around, but thanks for the compliment. Okay. So you just <laughs> like piece those things together um, to really discover kind of, who you are. Like, I can't be a carbon copy of Jesse Lee because I'm a mom and she's not, she's a rescue mom. And I'm not like, there's just things that are different that just don't fit. So that's kind of where your own, you kind of just fill those gaps and like your soul kind of becomes the glue that perfectly fits those different pieces and different personalities together that you may try something on. You're like, wow, that was really weird because I know a lot of you, like you're even hearing my voice right now. And you're like, I would freak out if I tried your personality on for size. No, thanks. Not my cup of tea. Right. And that's okay. That means, you know, yourself better than what you thought you did because you just told me that my personality doesn't fit who you are. Mm -hmm. So it's all about kind of just piecing those things together and really just recreating who you were always meant to be without the background noise getting an opinion. I love that. that. I think that's so important. And I love what you said. Like, if you're like, whoa, that is not me. Like I can't relate to them. 
That's perfect. That's the point, right? That's what we're trying to say is you're not supposed to be us. You're supposed to be your authentic self. So who is that authentic person that's listening to this right now and wants to step more into who they are? That's what this entire podcast is about. So are there any final tips you would like to give everyone, Brittany, before I let you go? Um, I think just my, my final thing is just a reminder that if you don't know who you are, finding out who you are is not a destination. It is 1000% a journey. Mm. Like I have personally developed a ton and who I am today is not going to be the same person that I am in a year. I never want to stop growing. I never want to stop becoming more of who I am and more of who I was meant to be. So just know that like, oh, I finally feel good and comfortable in my own skin. And I feel like I know who I am and I'm starting to attract my people. Great. That's a great starting point. Keep going. Keep becoming more authentic to yourself and sharing with people the importance of that. I love it. Well, I think you guys obviously see why she's as successful as she is. She's somebody, I say this all the time, Fraser Brooks and I agree. She's guaranteed to start making a million dollars a year. I wouldn't be shocked if it happens this year. She's just, oh, freaking God. And her stepping more and more into the authentic Brittany Anderson is how that's going to happen. And her making that own realization for herself in recent history has just made her even more powerful. And the more soft she gets and the more she just steps into who she is, the better and better and better and better and better her business gets. So I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. I know people are going to get tremendous value out of this. Um, as always, make sure you screenshot, you subscribe, you leave a review, you share. And on Instagram, she is at BA Boss Babe. Her name is Brittany Raylan Anderson. And uh, she is just, ah, she's so good. I love you so much. And I appreciate everything you do. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Of You're course. Amazing. You're amazing.